0: Hello and welcome to Good Film Hunting, the podcast where two sisters living in different parts of the country talk um, to their friends about movies they love from right now, from their past, from their shared childhood, um, and and watching it as adults and seeing if it's worth having children watch today. So today we are joined um, by a very special guest of the podcast, um, Haley. We've had her on before. She was at our roundtable for the discussion pre-Oscars. And um, we're so excited to have her back today. So, Haley, do you want to tell a little bit about yourself?
1: Yeah, sure. So, I know Eleanor and Annie from college. Eleanor and I met on a service project trip and then lived in Colorado together over a summer um, and have just generally kept in touch since then. Um, so, I'm super excited about the podcast. And I live in Charlotte, North Carolina right now, but I hail from the great state of Minnesota. I'm pretty right. excited
2: to talk about too much. And I feel the need to also contribute to this introduction, in part because right now is a huge accomplishment, Um, if only because I think this is our third time's charm <laughs> with Demondi. Mm-hmm. First time it was scheduled for immediately following the election, we were not, we talked that night via Skype, but it was not the case. And then another time, I ended up in a weird dead zone in Los Angeles, which, like, very infrequently happens, that there's, like, no reception and no Wi-Fi, and it, like, kept going in and out, so.
0: And we thought an Eleanor had died.
2: Um, but one of the, uh, and then, again, like, with two things beyond like that, I don't know, Haley, if you remember, we technically met, I think, freshman year before we did the service trip because we were both oh, trying to get into the Jack at the same time. And I Are was, you serious? Yeah, and I remember that because during our service trip, you had my number because, like,
1: from something. Oh!
2: I think it was trying to
1: go to a basketball game to like hold a spot in line or something. Yeah,
2: and it was, but it was like really funny because I remember a year later, you're like, oh, like like, we already have each other's numbers, and it was like weird because it was like really random.
1: Totally random. Well, now it feels even crazier because I completely forgot that story, and I feel terrible, but I'm also so surprised again. It's like yeah, the excitement we're... of the coincidence all over. Uh-huh.
2: So, which is perfect, which is what we love. And then also, like, so, like, being in Denver together, which was awesome, and then this past summer, I got to go to Denver and spend a little time there with Annie, and we did so many of the things that you and I did there together, and I think Annie must have gotten annoyed because I was like, this is a Haley and <laughs> I did and this is a Haley
0: and mm-hmm. I did
1: but it but was the really things were awesome.
0: Yeah, so, they were uh, great. I'm
1: sure, sure you weren't too annoyed best.
0: Best. No. We found, like, a really good ice cream place, too. We walked, like, two Ooh. hours to find ice cream. That's,
2: it, that's awesome. The ice cream opened up truly, like, a month after we left. Oh.
1: Huh. That's a while ago. And you had to go to the Molly Brown house and interview a Molly Brown yeah. uh, tour guide person. All of that was awesome. So that's pretty awesome.
0: Yeah. Okay,
1: for the win.
0: so let's jump into today's episode. Let's start with um, our favorite pop culture thing of the week. Who wants to start?
1: I'm actually excited. I'll start. Um, so since we last talked on the podcast on the, the Oscars roundtable, um, we're only seen one film that was nominated for anything, and it was, of course, the Star Wars one. Um, I have now watched, instead of watching the Oscars the night of, I actually watched Moonlight because I don't have normal TV, but I have access to uh, rent or buy movies, so um, Moonlight is now the second film of the Oscar nominees and now winners that I have seen, so I'm very excited about that. I enjoyed the film immensely, and it reminds me how much I absolutely love movies.
2: Good. It's such a powerful, it's a truly beautiful film. Oh my Mm -hmm. god it's so great okay. um, yeah no that's a really it's it's one of those movies i've talked to several people who don't live in la since the oscars and that's so many of them are like i had truly really never heard of this movie until it like surprised one and these are some of the people who even probably wouldn't have known who won best picture other than the fact that it was like such a disaster uh, And, so it's kind of, it is going to be cool, because this is, that was a movie I saw in September of last year. Oh, wow. Um, And it's, yeah, and so it's cool now to be able to, like, re-engage in these discussions, and what's, I think, so powerful about this movie is that I'm interested in having these these discussions so much later on, so it's, like, the gift that keeps on giving. (laughs) That is true. It is. Um, Well, for... The things that have made me like really excited in the past week, I'm actually gonna talk about two of them and they're both movies. Um, one of them was an Oscar nominee that I had just missed, even though I wanted to see last summer. Cap uh, Captain Fantastic, currently available for general streaming on Amazon Prime. And Captain Fantastic features Diego Mortensen as a father who who has raised his six kids kind of in the wilderness. Um in a very atypical manner, and it was—it's be- a beautiful film. Like the the six children are so incredible in their roles, um, and even the support. Like it's a really strong supporting cast. Frank Langella, um, Steve Zahn, who I love, and Catherine Han played married couple, so I love that Zahn and Han. <laughs> and another movie I saw this weekend that I wasn't expecting to love as much as I did was Logan the new x-men movie oh and it was really, it's very dark it's very violent it is definitely r-rated um but i was so particularly impressed with the young girl who stars in it and i think like and i didn't know this based on the trailer or anything i'd read about it but essentially the main character is of course the Hugh Jackman as wolverine but then he, at just as so much the main character is this young Latina girl who doesn't speak English, and that it was really cool to see her in kind of like a kick-ass role. Um, and beyond that, I I would argue Logan had one of the best trailers I've ever seen. Um, and if it's if you haven't seen the trailer, I would recommend seeing the trailer anyway because it's very traditional western style and mm-hmm. then there's no talking
1: in it it's just the john cash version of the song hurt Ooh, oh, love that great. song the so the trailer for logan because i also heard that there was a deadpool 2 trailer or teaser uh before logan there is there's both
2: but i would honestly i would say see logan but then the trailer for logan
0: also oh, okay excellent okay All right. So for me, mm, what's made me really happy? Oh, so I spent a lot of time with my roommate, Mad, this weekend, and we were kind of like driving all over the place, and it was lovely, and we rocked out all weekend to 90s music. We did like 90s girl music, we did like the like semi-sonic closing time, and all of it was just so good. All of it's so good. 90s music is the best music, so I'm, like, all up in that again.
1: Did now, you know that know. Clo- uh, Semi-Sonic is from Minneapolis? No way! Just a fun fact on Closing Time. Yep. Closing and, uh, Time. Frontman Dan Wilson is actually, he was a part songwriter for, I believe, the song Hello. He's done some uh, songs with Adele, or it may have been an older one. But oh. he, he's written quite a few other hits since then.
0: Wait, that's so interesting. I love it.
1: Yeah, yeah. You're a cool guy. Minnesotans are the best.
0: Always.
2: Minnesotans are... What I learned from you was that Minnesotans essentially run the
1: music industry, and no one expects it. Prince, yep, yep. Bob Dylan's from Minnesota. I won't Great. go through the list, but
0: Whoa. I'm glad you learned that from me. Okay, so, Haley. Hayley! Sorry, I'm gonna... Have you ever, that's like a really... Do you get that Was reference? That Australian? No. Okay, so... There is this Amazon Prime show called Mozart in the Jungle. And I love it. Um, but it's about, like, the main character's name is Hayley. But, um, the, the main male character, like the conductor, is supposed to be... It's played by Gail uh, Garcia Bernal. Um so he's Mexican and he like overdoes his Mexican accent and he's supposed to be this like eccentric dude and so he just goes around the whole show being like hey lay." <laughs> anyway can you give us a synopsis of Jumanji
1: sure so Jumanji is a film that came out in 1995 speaking of the 90s being great it stars uh, mainly uh, Robin Williams Uh, The late, great Robin Williams, um, but we've got a few other well-known characters in it. So it's this movie about a boy who finds a board game, um, and the board game says on it, this boy is being picked on, he's being bullied, having trouble trying to be independent and figure out who he is, but this board game says, Jumanji, a game for those who seek to find a way to leave their world behind. So this young boy and his best friend decide to play the game and end up. Uh, it ends up that he gets lost in the game and is basically kidnapped from reality uh, for years until a young brother-sister pair finds the game, um, find themselves in a very different situation than Robin Williams' character Alan Parrish, and play the game, which then brings him back out of it. So it's a film about battling the uh, challenges that the game throws at the, the kids and adults, and also facing your fears and in becoming independent.
0: Ooh, love it. It
1: has Absolutely. great special effects as far as the watching it now versus then. Wait,
2: well, and it's also so great the way that you are able to kind of impart major like, moral meaning to
1: it. Yes, I like it. Oh, that's totally all from the Reddit people, though. That's the thing. I barely realized that there's some interesting bits about the movie that you noticed the second time through, or watching it as an adult that you maybe didn't notice as a kid. Um, But it also was a a movie that just terrified me when I was a child, but I loved it so much at the same time I would watch it and freak out and just be battling the enjoyment and the uh, being scared.
0: Oh, no. So scary. But, okay... Two things, two things. Number one, I just am on IMDb, and apparently they're remaking Jumanji.
1: Yes, well, with almost Dwayne, basically with yeah,
0: Dwayne with the, the Rock Johnson. Yes, yeah, and
1: Kevin Hart and Jack Black. Um, so it's not technically a remake. It it originally had been billed as that, but I guess it came out more uh, or after that that it's a bit more of a continuation or a sequel okay so they didn't want to try to remake the original which is actually based on a book um but they're trying to excuse me go along with the the game you know ending up somewhere different and they also want to pay tribute to robin williams and to kind of honor his memory and legacy through it um instead of trying to redo or one-up um one of his beloved children's films yeah okay
2: Right. And I also I would argue that I think The Rock is a good choice um, for many reasons. In part because I enjoy him so much, but then also because, um, well, just in the past week, if you look at the faces of the people, like the stars in the crowd during the Best Picture debacle, his face
1: is my favorite. <laughs> of
2: ball, so you should absolutely look. It. I'm gonna find it.
1: Oh yeah. yeah. That yeah. picture of the crowd is ho- absolutely hilarious. Oh my gosh! Because literally no one knew what it was to do. It was the best. And it's the whole point is that it's it's actors not acting. I guess was the the uh, meta interpretation. Yeah.
0: yeah. Okay. Yeah, no,
1: absolutely.
0: Wait. Okay. N- number two thing. Well, maybe I have a lot of things to say about this. <laughs> so, but. I, I do have to agree with what you said, Hey, Lei. Uh, I'm going to stop doing you. that just like right now. I'm related to it. So, um, but I do have to agree with what you said about the, the true fear factor that is in this movie. This is a terrifying movie. Absolutely, undeniably terrifying. And um, it's, I mean, and I get it, it's a children's movie. But on some levels, I'm kind of surprised that people let their children watch this. Because I feel like if I had been a young child at this age watching this, I would have been flipping out, like, the whole time.
1: Oh, yeah. It was definitely scary, like, the different animals and creatures that they see. And I think the thing that scared me the most was when the hunter comes out. Yeah. So... When Robin Williams' character as a child, you know, back 30 years ago, originally gets sucked into the board game, it's because uh, he's being hunted by this hunter and will not come out until someone rolls a five or eight. So what's crazy that I realized watching it as an adult is that the actor who plays the hunter is the same actor who plays his father at the beginning of the movie, who is one of the main characters he's kind of uh, wrestling with as far as and you know, the dad trying to get him to stand up and face his fears, which would be the bullies picking on him, um, then turns into the hunter telling him he's you know not brave enough. And uh, when he finally faces the hunter towards the end, um, he says to him, you miserable coward, come back and face me like a man.
0: Um, so it, it
1: kind of revisits what the father said to him with the same actor playing him. Which is very fascinating. Okay, I
0: definitely did not realize that, so thank goodness for you. That was so good. Um, Oh, it's
1: Reddit. (laughs) It's all Reddit. But I can't tell if it's either them trying to do something really deep, or if they just ran out of actors. Like, same with The Wizard of Oz, you have the bicycle lady, the same as, like, The Wicked Witch. And then in Hook usually have the father and Hook being played by the same actor. Right. Which is interesting. But I'm not sure which it is, if it's really on purpose or not.
0: That's interesting. And I've actually never thought about that. The fact that maybe they just, like, needed people to do it. So they just were like, we're going to write this in. We don't really mean too much. Um, Is it a deeper thing? I don't know. (laughs) But, okay, another thing. So thing number three that is, like, on my brain as we talk about this movie Kirsten Dunst, adorable child, really cute in this movie. I also have to say, hearkening back to our last conversation about the Oscars, she was definitely, like, my best-dressed person at the Oscars. Like, I thought she looked beautiful. And I saw her and was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. She is gorgeous. She's put together. Um, okay. So I thought that she was just, like unbelievably beautiful so you need to look her up so she was wearing huh. a black dress and she was there because she so, was in hidden figures
1: okay so i didn't know that and i just looked it up and it i found something that said that her oscars dress was commissioned from a 1952 design Ooh, that's pretty cool yeah uh, even more intrigued
0: She just, I mean, she just looked stunning. And, like, she was wearing this necklace that um, looked kind of like a bow. Like, just wrapped around her neck. It was just, like, stunning. So, anyway. I'm, like, happy to see that she made it, kind of. Because I feel like she got kind of lost for a little bit. And she had, like, this childhood success. But she even had, like, kind of high school success. Because she was also in Small Soldiers. Um, And then... Teenage success, yeah, bring it on. But then she got kind of lost for a little bit. So I'm happy to see her back on stage. But, um, I mean, the little boy seems to have vanished into obscurity. Bradley Pierce. He was born and raised in Arizona. Dun, dun, dun. But he was in a couple movies, too. Yes, that's right. Anyway, what about what sticks out about this movie the most to you, Haley? Oh my gosh, I can't hear you.
1: Oh, I think the fact that I watched it so much as a kid. Can you hear me now? I can. Oh, okay. Yeah, I watched it a lot of times, even though it was so scary to me. And I just never really connected, as with many children's movies, I guess, any type of deeper meaning. But how blown away I was by it, coming back as an adult. The whole uh, father as Hunter and the whole theme of finding your independence and courage from within as the Robin Williams character um you know very dependent as a child finally comes into independence as an adult where these two kids who are orphans and very independent as children end up realizing that you actually can trust adults and trust other people so they've got kind of reverse lessons from uh the movie during it but I also just love all the hijinks and craziness they get into um so that's fun. And you get David Allen Gurr as kind of the comedic relief yes. as a cop later in the show, yes. which is also fun. And Bonnie Hunt's always great. Yes, I love that Bonnie Hunt.
2: That was going to be my point, is, like, I need more Bonnie Hunt, like, on the red. Um, and then even beyond that, okay, so one of the things I've appreciated most most about Shumanji in adulthood is, I'm not sure if you remember this, but Swansea, New Hampshire, where our friend Gail lived, and we went to go her, was the, like, uh, filming location, and the town, even 20-plus years on, the town just kept up the painted sign about, like, the shoe factory. (gasps) That's amazing! Yeah, so it's super fun, so you go to this tiny little town... We had a great weekend in Swansea. Honestly, it was one of the best bars I've ever been to. Oh yeah,
0: because everything was a dollar.
2: Hour, their happy <laughs> hour beers were fifty cents. Like my friend Amanda and I got uh, rum chata, which is our favorite drink, on the rocks for like a dollar fifty.
0: No, I'm That's pretty crazy. sure it was just a dollar. I'm pretty sure everything was just like a flat rate of a dollar.
2: And we were like, we don't even know how to handle this. And there was, like, a plaque in the place all about how this one man who'd, like, gone to this bar every single day of every single year for, like, 17 years straight. And we're like, wow, this is what's great about small-town America. And Well,
0: Eleanor, we actually cannot forget that that same night at that same bar – I was like playing pool because this guy, this like old man, like he was like in his seventies, maybe eighties. was like I need a partner, and I was like, you know what? I used to play pool with friends in high school. Like, let's try this guy, and I killed it. Like, I'm I was really good at pool that night. We won, and then That's we awesome. won, and he was like, hey, do you want to like touch my defibrillator? And he like opened up his like flannel <laughs> shirt and was like pointing at his chest, and I was like, absolutely not. Like, no, I do not want to touch your defibrillator. <laughs> Anyway,
1: I, that is the strangest story.
0: Right? Yeah, it's, it's weird. I
1: don't know I mean. New Hampshire for the win. <laughs> for the win! <laughs> Can I go back to Bonnie Hunt real quick yes, though, of and course. share a fun fact with you guys? Um, this is actually kind of personal, somewhat. Maybe not for me, but for my dad. So, you know the concept of a hall pass? Um. Where if you're in a relationship and you could get one hall pass with like a famous celebrity, who would it be? My mom picked George Clooney, pretty standard. Very, you know, who who would disagree with that? My dad's choice was Bonnie Hunt, I which love is it. adorable.
0: Yeah, that means her dad's a good guy because I feel like he she's yeah. like a classy woman,
1: you know. Mm-hmm. She's funny, yeah she kind of looks like my mom, too, which is very sweet. But he was very genuine about, about it. He thought about it for a little while. He said, you know, I'd have to pick Bonnie Hunt. <laughs> which, oh, yes. Adorable. So, very cute. <laughs> I
0: love it. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, okay. I want to talk about the ending of this movie. Because the ending is, like, a little bit, like, alternate universe-y. Um, because you go through this whole movie, yeah. like, knowing these characters having, like, Bonnie Hunt's character and Robin Williams' character separated as children, obviously, because he went into the game. But then, like, finding each other, falling in love again. You know, these two kids are orphaned, and at the end, it doesn't work out that way. Like, it's like, they went and redid the game again, like, back in the 70s, and, like, everything's good now. Um, So, truthfully, I was, like, a little bit confused by it. And it was also a little bit sad, because I, truthfully, like, I'm happy that everything worked out the way it did for them. But I would have loved to see Bonnie Hunt and Robin Williams characters, like, adopt the children, you know? Like, that would have been a happy ending right. for me, too. So, anyway.
1: Right. No, it is definitely confusing, and I was, I remember being confused by it as a kid. So, I guess for the listeners who don't know what happens in the end, I guess this whole thing is kind of a spoiler alert. Yeah. But, uh, they end up finishing the game, yelling Jumanji which then brings them back in time to where Alan and um, what was Bonnie Hunt's character's name again?
0: I cannot remember um, I have it up. Where
1: they're playing it as kids, and they go back to being kids, Sarah Whittle, um, and they look at each other and they know what all just happened. They remember everything, but you're back 30 years again where the, two, the brother and sister haven't been born yet. And then it goes forward in time, 30 years, to where um, somehow... Uh, Robin Williams, Alan Parrish, and Sarah Whittle meet these kids at a Christmas party, but their parents are still alive. And they try to discourage them from going on the ski trip, which in the first universe that they got in a car accident and killed them or something. Exactly. Yeah, very confusing. Yeah. I don't really know what to think of it either, except I guess you had to pick some sort of a time traveling thing to undo all the havoc that was wreaked.
0: Yeah. No, you're right. And I get that. I I don't know. I was just confused by the end. I'm not gonna lie to you. I was definitely confused by the end.
1: Um, And the kids don't recognize them.
0: No. That's kind of, like, what kind of got me. I was like, so the adults got to to, like, kind of understand the whole experience and the kids just, like cease to exist for a little bit and then come on
1: back, you know? It's- and I guess the problematic part there too is if the whole movie is about the um, adult or about Robin Williams' character uh, gaining his independence and realizing how to you know defend himself and the kids' whole lesson is that they c- learn they can depend on others, um, I guess when you go back and take that away from them, they don't lose their parents so maybe they don't turn away from trusting at all i don't know right it seems like they you just erase their entire character development of the whole movie yeah But robin williams and bonnie hunt get to keep it
0: yes i don't know no that's a very fair statement okay so i think it's time that we move to radical honesty and then just deciding whether or not this kids should watch this today um so radical honesty let's be honest here (laughs) who who wants to go first
2: Okay, I have something that's been weighing on my conscience now <laughs> since last Wednesday, Ash Wednesday. So I gave up eating candy at work because there's candy literally everywhere. And what is challenging and kind of sad to admit is that not eating candy should not be as hard for a twenty-year-old woman as it is proving to be. <laughs> it is very challenging. Like, today, there was, like, essentially a bowl of M&M's mixed with, like, a few nuts and, like, some raisins. and I asked, like, a neutral third-party person, I was like, oh, like, would you classify this as candy or Trillix? And they are like, definitely mix." So I was like, perfect, I'll help myself.
0: Oh my gosh, Eleanor, that's so funny.
2: So what, what I would say, if I'm rad- turning that into a moment of radical honesty is... I think it's important for me to acknowledge to myself that there's certain things I assume would not be a problem when I'm 28 that are, like, absolutely a problem.
0: Yeah. Such as candy. Yeah. Fair. We're new
1: problems. That, too.
0: They just compound, True. really. Sorry. They don't go away. They just stay. Getting older. Right.
1: There we go for me. <laughs> okay. I'm with you on that one.
0: Haley, you ready?
1: Um, sure. So speaking of Ash Wednesday, my radical honesty is that I really didn't know what the ashes were about. So I met up with a friend in New York while I was there for work last week, and he admitted to me, without me prompting him for radical honesty, that his cab driver had asked him what the ashes were about, and he didn't know the answer. And I said, "Oh, that's crazy! Like, well, everyone everyone knows what it is." And then I realized I didn't know what they were from. <laughs> I know the general, you know, meaning that they're from the the palms, but I didn't realize what the the ashes were supposed to symbolize. And it turns out it's not as definitive of a like history right. as I thought it was. It's still just your general like dust, dust to dust um, type thing, and that ashes represent sorrow and all of that. But um, yeah, I just I had no idea. I realized I didn't really know what they were about.
0: Yeah. Well, I love this because we're all like really good little Catholic girls on here. Love it. I'm not
1: even Catholic. <laughs> I know. That's my actually. That's my that should be my radical honesty. First <laughs> is that I am not Catholic, and I did even? go to Notre Dame with with these fine ladies here. You can go to Notre Dame and not be Catholic.
2: We should also make that perfectly clear. <laughs> I I'm not going to lie, like, in life, Annie does work on the assumption, and this is not to, like, this is not to say that it's bad, but, like, Annie does work on the assumption okay. that, like, if people haven't identified a, like, religious identity, I would say Annie assumes they're Catholic they're practicing Catholics. <laughs> Don't you think I, it's true,
0: Annie? I mean, no, I wouldn't say that. Not anymore. I think at one point in my life, yeah, for sure. I mean, I guess for me, it's just, like, I'm Catholic, so I'm just, like, okay. <laughs> and I teach in a Catholic school, and I went to a Catholic university, so it's, like, I'm surrounded by Catholics. But I also know a lot of non-Catholics, too, for all my friends out there. <laughs> um, so, my moment of radical honesty. Um, I had a moment today at school where I was very frustrated with my students. And I will not lie to everyone on this podcast. <laughs> I turned to a coworker. The kids were like in, like, they couldn't see me. I was like hidden. But people were watching them. Don't worry. I, I wasn't like being a negligent teacher. But people were watching them, but they couldn't see me. And I turned to my coworker who could see me. And I was like, I hate them. <laughs> and I'm like, in that moment, I just like, meant it i just meant it because these kids are driving me wild recently and like i love them and they're great but like today they were just getting to me and i was just like i do not want to be around you right now so like right now the little boys like again i was telling Haley before i like asked them for a movie suggestion eleanor and like one of the little boys instantly was like sausage party and i was like the youth of america like facepalm like this is the worst but that same little boy and some of the other little boys, um, to, lots of things recently. They, first of all, have been just, like, making fun of farting. And, like, they're just, like, accusing everyone of farting all the time, which is just annoying and, like, takes up my time. So I've made it something where, like, if if it goes too far, the next day they have to get up in front of the class and read the book everybody poops because nothing works like shaming children okay so if they talk too much about farting they get to read that book to everyone but secondly these (laughs) children have been playing this fun game where they go around and try to flick each other's penises and that's weird like why do little boys do this to each other i don't understand that happened at my high
1: school just for the record it's called they called it flapping i think wait Wait,
2: can you repeat all this for me? So, how did you catch your students going around licking each other?
0: Wait, <laughs> licking? So, literally, I mean, they do it in class. Like they'll they'll try to be like cool about it and like sneaky, but we all know ten year old boys aren't sneaky. Like we all know that.
2: Okay. So in the middle of class, they're going over to each other's crotches. Like, I need the
1: logistics. <laughs> it's like a little wrist flick. Yeah, it's like I guess. Yeah. It's, like, really like quick. a, a back-of-hand wrist flick. Yes. Oh, you guys said flick. I heard lick, and I was, like, how <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, like, oh.
0: is not this not <laughs> Oh my god, know? that would be terrible! <laughs> and I was, like, and then, like, Haley was just, like, nonchalantly yeah, Oh, like yeah, that happened, happened in my high school. school. <laughs> like, okay. Like,
2: <laughs> epidemic a lot of, like, guys, blowing guys like, in the school? Like,
0: I'm really glad that this is where we've gotten to on this podcast right here oh my goodness wow amazing we're doing fine okay well so now let's understand why you were freaking out (laughs) so now let's talk about whether or not we would let children see this movie what would you say Haley would you suggest children watch this movie today
1: I think so. I think it's just a fun movie, even though the CGI is pretty outdated. It's a classic. It's a great Robin Williams movie for kids um, that I think holds against the test of time a little bit better than something like, even though it's great, Mrs. Doubtfire, for example. Um, So I think it's a fun movie for kids. Plus, with the new one coming out, I think it's cool to watch the original first. You can have a bunch of hipster kids running around saying, I saw the original before you did. For sure. Um, I'm gonna what do you guys think?
2: I'm gonna go ahead and say, like, I would absolutely agree that this is something that kids should see because there is a certain magic about '90s kids movies, and I wanna, I wanna believe that separate just from the fact that I was a kid in the '90s. But there is a certain type of like both edginess and innocence that I don't see in contemporary children's movies and like weirdly enough i keep up today with like a fair number but it's even even something like hocus pocus which i didn't watch as a kid you watch now and you're like wow like there's some like really edgy material in this in the sense that they're like the guy the main character who's like 15 years old and like half the thing is like Oh like he's a virgin and so like that becomes part of the storyline. Whereas like I feel like that would not fly in a PG movie today. Yeah. So they're like weird, so they're like weirdly edgy. But then also so fun and full of adventure.
1: I I think you guys, as a future podcast episode, should explore the differences of movies and the, the elements that slip by ratings back in the day versus currently. Because it, you're right, it's weird how there are certain things that you could do back then that you can't do now, and vice versa. Like, people are more sensitive about, about certain things now.
0: It's true. So I would have to agree. I do feel this is a good film found. <laughs> Eleanor, I got it in. Um, good film found because um, I too I thought I I did not watch it as a child. I watched it for the first time to talk about this a couple months ago, and um, I was really I just found it delightful. Like it was it was a kind of like easy watch. That sounds bad, but it was just like fun to watch. I didn't have to, you know. Um, I was definitely emotionally involved in like my height senses were heightened but it was just like oh I get to watch a fun movie and be a little scared but like at the end of the day it works out um and I do love the what kind of you said as like one of the the messages of the movie is that like children can trust adults as someone who works with children every day like that is so important and like for the kids who don't have that it's really hard like life is going to be hard because I mean there, I have a student who like has finds it really hard to trust any adults and um, it makes being in school really hard it makes being on a team really hard like every part of like his life is is more difficult because of it so um, I think it's a good message sorry go ahead and
2: even within that I think it's so fascinating how much with the 90s, 90s movies we talked about it is this idea of the interaction with adults because if we think about matilda and talking with Ashley and like how powerful that movie was for her because she was because her thing was that she had like a really terrible teacher remember yeah and watching matilda was so important because it gave her that it kind of reaffirmed for her that like adults are not always in the right they're not always in the right and, like how she was being treated was not valid So I think, and it would be be interesting to talk to kids today and see if they get that idea, this idea of, like, a strong independence from movies that are directed towards them.
0: Hmm. Yeah, it would be interesting. I'll start asking. Subtly. Be like, I'm going to collect some data, children, and I'm not going to tell you. (laughs) What up? Um... No, it's true. I I would be interested in that as well. I'm actually, like, we're taking some of the students to see, like, the Lego Batman movie on Thursday. So I should be able to get a lot of really good intel.
1: Nice. Oh my gosh. The original, the Lego movie is incredible. I know. I don't know how I feel about Lego Batman yet, but I'm excited to see what you think.
0: I know. I'm excited to see. I have, like, no, I'm not going in with anything.
1: And then we'll have to podcast
2: about it. Again, this is me being obsessed with trailers. One of my favorite parts of the Lego Batman movie was a trailer for Ninjago, which I will send to you because it's the best use of a Taylor Swift song I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> <laughs> That's saying a lot. Yeah. And
0: you know, I, I'm telling some T-Swift. Eleanor does love T-Swift. That's real. Okay. So That's why don't we wrap this guy up um, and talk about where in the world we'd want to go right now. Should we have the choice? I open the floor.
1: I'm gonna take a really easy answer to this one and because we talked about it today, Colorado and I'm actually going in a week and a half for a ski trip. Um, so I will be seeing friend Becca oh, and, so fun. Um, who also a, a friend of the podcast yes um, and then skiing for a few days. so I'm super excited. Um, to head back to the mountains there. It is gorgeous out there.
0: Tell Becca we say hi. That was like one of the most fun podcasts. We had like a blast. Yes. It was so funny.
1: Definitely. Definitely will oh, do. Awesome. Eleanor? I would,
2: I would say for me, maybe it was because the two of us have been emailing about places today. So I've been thinking about it. And I really do want to go to Mexico. And also, my friend Francesca is going next next week, and so when she's like, yeah, I'm really excited to go to Mexico City. I'm going to see, like, the Virgin of Guadalupe, and I'd love to go to Catero and visit these girls who have stayed at our house several times. So, like, right now, I'm feeling very pro-Mexico. That's where I'm at.
0: Cool. I like it. Um, I'm headed to Singapore in now nine days, and... Part of my trip in Southeast Asia is I get to go to Bali, and we just, the girl I'm going with and I, we rented a villa in the middle, in Ubud, Eleanor, so in like the center of the island, kind of like away from everything, and we rented a private villa with a private pool. and that's I am incredible. ready for that I am I'm ready I am ready to be kind of surrounded by forest rainforest and just be like there and be like this is my spot and I am here <laughs> so I'm really that's amazing yeah I think I choose to go
1: can there I, can I change my answer to Bali yeah. <laughs> of course of course Every, right. you can come that with me next awesome. week
0: you can come with me um, All right, good. Yeah, I'm getting excited. But anyway, this was so lovely. I'm so glad we finally got this done. Okay. I can't wait to have <laughs> you again.
2: I know. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. And we do, I mean, I, I need to reiterate this. Kaylee has been, I would say, the most engaged, the most loyal, the most supportive <laughs>
1: podcast, follow, like, follower, friend of the podcast that we've had. I'm just saying what everyone's thinking because you guys are awesome. <laughs> so... <laughs>
0: You are so I cute. It. I mean, we just have so much fun doing this. I mean, it's just the best.
1: I know. It's even so even fun. the failed attempts have been awesome. So, <laughs> and it's it is just
2: such a really great way to connect with people we care about. It's and so it's true. Fun to have projects. It is really fun to have projects. Definitely,
0: it is. And it's good.
2: We will need to have you back on, especially when you launch your awesome.
1: Yeah. Podcasts, I need a name for it about. and when new Jumanji comes out
0: yes
2: true um I would say Haley though when you're looking for names
1: and hashtags Annie is your girl Ooh. she like pretty much excels at that all right that's good to know I feel like I'm not a true millennial because I struggle with that
0: oh I'm real good like I'm really good <laughs> I'm really good at Instagram ha- like captions like really Ooh.
1: good I'll look forward to the Bali ones though
0: <laughs> yes Yes. I'll have to, okay, I need to start thinking now. Oh, my God. Okay.
1: Anyway. The pressure
0: is on. (laughs) This was so lovely. I hope everyone has a great night. See you dudes later.